Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Faith and Good Counsel. We're so happy to be with you again this week, as we are each and every week here on Catholic Community Radio. I hope you're you're checking out um, and listening each and every week here at Tuesdays at 3.30 p.m. That's Central Standard Time. But also, just a reminder, the archives for the show are at my blog, stacygolino.com. You can click on the uh, the box there that says Faith and Good Counsel Radio Show, and you can go back. Uh, I'm still putting up, you know, three years of archives, but I've got quite a few there and, and more to come. So let me know what you think. Check them out and uh, let me know what you want to hear. We're in the middle of production for our our fall 2015 season, and there's still a moment, only a moment left, though. I might could change my mind if you have a really good idea. I might could. Is that a, is that a real <laughs> phrase? It is down here in the South. Well, we digress. Thank you so much for being with us and being faithful, faith and good counsel listeners. My guest today is actually my co-host and regular contributor and just all-around sweetheart, dear heart, Aaron Franco. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Stacy. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, and I just, it's such a pleasure always. And I, I just thank you for, you know, you're a very, very busy lady. What with your new blog, your, excuse me, your new podcast, you've got your, uh, uh, quite a blogger, a seasoned blogger at humblehandmade.com, but also you're fairly new now, right heart podcast that people need to go and check out you're you're really getting um if you check around on itunes you can get to see some awesome reviews so you're you need to check that out today and listen to what aaron is offering at the right heart podcast how can people connect with you well i'm on itunes and stitcher but you can also just go to the website it's the right heart podcast.com Yes, I'm a I'm a faithful listener. So, yeah, I'm learning a lot. And you know, if you Aaron is here on Faith and Good Counsel, you know you're going to learn a lot today too. And and in fact, Aaron, we're talking today about NFP. And you wrote a post a little while ago. I don't re- quite recall um, the first time I read it, but it's pretty striking. Why I don't hate NFP anymore. Oh, <laughs> kaboom! You know. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But you know. I found a beautiful scripture, and I thought I would uh, offer that as our prayer today. So if you would join with me, please. It comes from Isaiah 43, 10 to 12. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, my servants whom I have chosen, to know and believe in me and understand that it is I. Before me no God was formed, and after me there shall be none. It is I, I the Lord, there is no Savior but me. It is I who foretold, I who saved, I made it known, not any strange God among you. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. St. John Paul II, Our Lady, please pray for us. And Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I thought those were really powerful words that I know speak to my heart, and I am sure, Aaron, to yours, as we serve in a very chaotic and a very confusing world with messages that we offer with authentic love. Love, I love people. I love people. And sometimes 
<laughs> that means you have to say things that people aren't going to like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if that'll happen today, but I know we have a really um, a touchy topic because it has to do with our sexuality. And I, you know, and, and you had some pretty strong words in your article, in your blog post that you can, folks can find at humblehandmade.com, why I don't hate NFP anymore. And so I, I didn't hate NFP. I mean, I, you know, I'm a generation ahead of you and I can relate to certain things you're talking about here, except I never hated it. So what is a sweet, precious, faithful Catholic woman doing hating nfp (laughs) explain explain that to me please well i think it goes back to um when i got married when my husband and i got married we were one of those couples we were kind of a little bit goody two shoes did everything right we took our little nfp class and uh and and learned it together and we were so excited to be married And then we got married, and it was great for a little while, and then the babies came, and then life happened. And then all of a sudden, NFP was hard. We woke up one day, and NFP was really hard. It was complicated, and there was definitely this feeling of feeling very disenchanted. Yeah. Um, And and, and that's something I think I know that I think a lot of couples – feel kind of maybe in those first five or ten years of marriage like a little bit of a disenchantment um and then so we woke up one morning with that and and then a few years later I woke up one morning and I said oh I just hate this and I remember we were in a small group um setting with other couples um in a in a for about marriage and I just blurted out oh I hate NFP. It's so hard. Oh no! I want to ask you. I want. I want to define terms because I'm just, uh, you know, listen. You're human. I'm human. There are other things that I feel like I hate, and sometimes it might. We might be hating, as we say, the wrong thing. But I want to just go back, if we can. If maybe we've got a first-time listener today, and maybe they're new. Maybe they're not Catholic. Maybe they don't know what NFP is. It's kind of this big, broad term mm-hmm. that encompasses natural ways. Of, of monitoring your fertility, um, choosing to uh, avoid or achieve a pregnancy, right? And you, when in your article, although they're not named directly, I can see you've got at least a couple here that you, you've tried. Is that right? Can we talk about that just for sure. a moment? The temperatures, for example, that's from a symptothermal method? Sure. Um, we've used the symptothermal method of NFP, and we've also learned the Creighton model method of NFP. And Really, I want to go back to to the idea, so why we were even using NFP yes. to postpone a pregnancy, if possible. So what were our grave or our serious reasons? And the thing is that I've learned through my entire experience being married. I've been married se- over seven years. And what I've learned is that the reasons that NFP is hard, that's the cross. The yes. reasons why you have to use NFP in the first place that is the cross. NFP is a tool. It is a tool for faithfulness. And it took me a long time to direct my frustration on the right thing, which is our fallen world, our fallen selves, our own selfishness, our own lack of virtue, our own issues in our marriage, um, things that we can control and things that we can't control. Our fallen world is even those things outside of our control, um, financial things, uh, things that happen in our relationships, um, sickness in mind or body for your marriage or people around you. So there's 
There are just all kinds of reasons why you would need to use NFP in the way that we were using it, which is to postpone in different seasons of our marriage. And then, of course, um, pregnancy and babies and just the everything that comes with early marriage and life, that complicates it as well. So if you're, if you're seeking to avoid for a, a particular reason for a particular time, that means that there are certain times in the cycle mm-hmm. that you have to avoid the marital embrace right? Mm -hmm. Um, Actual intercourse. And guess what? We are surrounded by just enveloped in this world of this is my body. I get to do what I want to do. And who are you to tell me otherwise? We don't understand in, in a secular mindset, sacrifice for the good of the other. And there is that those few days, depending on your particular cycle, that if you're choosing to avoid a pregnancy at that time, it Creighton model in particular works fantastic. In fact, in fact, the rates of preventing pregnancy are higher than other illicit methods that we won't go into here today. But it doesn't it come down, Erin, to sacrifice and not being able to do what I want to do in a certain way, mm-hmm. do you find? And communication, too. Yeah. I mean, I think any married couple can um, can attest to the fact that it's hard to communicate. It's hard to communicate about basic things that you have to get done. And then the whole area of your intimate life with your spouse can be so complicated. There are just so many factors that go into it. And just over time, it takes years. I mean, mm-hmm. years to learn the kind of communication that will keep you in unity and on the same page regarding um, major decisions like intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that you you just start off with a bang in this post. Okay, I used to hate NFP. You know, let's just cut to the chase here, okay? I hated waking up, taking my temperature every morning, the rainbow of special stickers to keep track of. With Creighton. Uh-huh. Folding. So the Creighton, you know, you talk about folding the toe. And listen, I've done the training, the double program for, for Creighton Model and NAPRO Technology. There is a lot there, but the results speak. There's a reason for all of that, and it can be kind of overwhelming. But, you know, I, I think I think that you're hitting on something, Erin, in this post, um, that as we kind of run up to a break here, we may want to extend this over. But, you know, we, we read a lot, um, and it kind of sounds like where you were, you and uh, your beloved spouse, Michael, everything is wonderful, it's going to be awesome, we're just going to, everything is going to just you know, be butterflies and honey, and then you hit reality of this is kind of hard because it requires effort. And it requires self-discipline and generosity. Yes, and Mm -hmm. respecting your femininity and his masculinity. And sometimes there are conflicts there because we're equal and complementary. That means we we are different. We are of the same essence. We are human, but we we are created differently. And sometimes our desire levels are different. Um, you know, and, and not sometimes, a lot of the time, and especially given certain areas of the cycle. Um, and I think sometimes we can get caught in the in the mechanisms, if you will, of what's required with the different methods. So I think what I'd like to do, because I don't want to get too far into that, let's go ahead and take our break a little early, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to kind of get into a little more of this post, Erin, that you wrote at HumbleHandmade.com. You all should check it out now. It's called Why I Don't Hate NFP Anymore. And she doesn't hate it anymore, y'all. So we need to know how she got there. We'll be right back. 
Are you one of the millions of Americans who can't get their day started without a cup of liquid defibrillation? If so, you're not alone. Morning coffee deficiency affects more and more of us each year. Catholic Community Radio may be able to help you get the caffeine you need to live a normal, productive life. Join the Coffee Club, a growing number of folks just like yourself who use their stainless steel dosage tumbler to get just the right amount of coffee to face the day. Don't let morning coffee deficiency keep you in the breakfast nook. Visit catholiccommunityradio.com today. Here's how to connect with CCR via social media. Get Catholic Community Radio on your smartphone or tablet 24-7 by downloading the free TuneIn app and listen on the go. Make a prayer request, donate, or listen online at catholiccommunityradio.org. Send us a tweet at Radio Catholic. Shoot us an email to wakeupatcatholiccommunityradio.org. And like us on Facebook at Catholic Community Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacey Galino, your host, and I'm sitting here with the beautiful gift, gift to my heart and gift to yours, Erin Franco, the humble handmaid, the right heart podcaster. Hey, Erin. Hey there. And Erin's getting real today, and we're getting real today about why Erin, <laughs> and perhaps many of you, don't hate NFP anymore. Now, I have <laughs> to say, that is a very catching title. Uh, it definitely grips you. And it's a little unorthodox because we're Catholics, right? We're not supposed to hate NFP. I mean, what's up with that? I know, Aaron, and I'll just share a little bit about my experience. I'm, of course, in the generation before you. Didn't have Creighton model. We had the Billings method. Didn't have anyone to teach me that. I was a registered nurse, pretty educated person, but it was a little bit above my head, and especially with no support. So I used Symptothermal. Now, I loved it because I loved knowing what was going on with my body. I was highly oriented toward that. And yet, there, I never actually got to the place where I hated that. But we, my husband and I, were not on the same page. He didn't un- have the same understanding that I did and very much affected as we all are by the culture, you know. And so it's a little bit hard for me and maybe some of our listeners to kind of get, get to the point of saying, I hate NFP. And I think that's really courageous of you to say that because there are people out there that are going to be challenged by this. And so I think it's so, so important that you're talking about this not only here on Faith and Good Counsel, but on your podcast, Right Heart, mm-hmm. right? So pe- there's some information about that as well there and an, a really good interview about that as well. Mm-hmm. So can we talk a little bit about just what you hated and why you hated it, kind of the mechanistic chores, if you will, that really are rooted in sacrifice, which kind of bites. We don't want to sacrifice, right? And then how you got, maybe talk a little bit that, and then we'll talk about how you got to the grace, I guess. Sure. Well, I think it's important to, to note that, again, the reason why we were using NFP to postpone in these different times of our marriage usually had to, well, always had to do with a serious stressor, on, on the marriage or on, on our lives in general. And so there's all the stress from that that's right. kind of making you kind of clam up a little bit. But so, for example, if you see, you know, if I would see a, fer- a fertility sign for the day, that would mean I would have to mark that that day was not a green light day, basically. Yes. And having to figure out how to communicate that to my husband, depending on what kind of day he had had or previous conversations or just taking, you know, the whole situation into account, that just could get complicated, yes. and it was something that, you know, it you dread having to disappoint or 
um, knowing that last time you didn't act so great, and so you're kind of defensive this time, or, you know, there's yeah. just that whole complicated, that growth of learning how to communicate in marriage. Right, and, and really realizing, you know, that that's a very good real-life example, you know, of like, oh, my goodness, when he comes home, I have to tell him, you know, because our intention is to avoid, and I just know he's looking forward to this, and, and I'm looking forward to it, and yet it's, we've made a decision for our good, for the good of our family to postpone right now, and so yeah. it's or kind of hard the, to remember that in the moment. Yeah, or on yeah. the flip side, so you have this window of green light, and you've, you know, correctly identified it, you both know it's there, and you have Three little bitty children running you ragged. You're exhausted. <laughs> you cleaned out the attic that day. And that is, you You want your pillow more than life itself. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the, be- end of the day. So how to work through that. And, you know, one thing that I've learned um, is that virtue is so important to that part of your marriage. Virtue, charity in that case would be don't clean out your attic that day yeah. or any, you know, during that period of time, just don't plan to do something big so that you have more energy for your marriage, for your husband, for the, even just a possibility for something at the end of the day. Yes. I think that is very, very wise advice because we, you know, there, there's that other pressure of we got it, you know, we put this on the calendar and, you know, work, 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 we've got to get things done. And just really, Aaron, taking care of your three children and maybe getting dinner, dinner ready for the day. <laughs> Is pl- that's a full day right there, mm-hmm. do you know, and that takes a lot of energy. And so we do want to be able to receive our husbands when they come home on those green light days. Sometimes the green light days aren't the days you're feeling particularly, you know, excited about that. You know, that's mm-hmm. the other kind of catch-22 here is around the, the time of ovulation, that peak period, you know, that by nature, you know, we are created to be unitive you know, and procreative, fruitful. So doesn't it make sense that desire is higher in many people around that time? of the? And if you're choosing to avoid, that can be a frustration mm-hmm. as well. So, and there are others. I know if you're listening and you use a form of, of natural family planning, whether it's Creighton model or Symptothermal or Billings, whatever it is, you know the sacrifice we're talking about. You can fill in the blank. And yet we know it is what we're called to. We know it is, it is fruitful in itself, the sacrifice, um, the love for the other, the self-donative good and love that we intend toward one another. But it's still hard and it still bites. Now, it takes time to grow in virtue, right, Erin? Mm-hmm. And it seems like you've grown in virtue because you don't hate NFP anymore. <laughs> you kind of had maybe what we might call some misdirected hate. Would that be a fair thing to say? So. Kind of getting lost, it, targeting the NFP as the root issue when, in fact, it was other things, maybe. Mm-hmm. So can, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, I think um, we have to learn how to let God work in years in our lives. In years. In years. We have to learn how to trust that grace is acting in our lives, even when we can't feel it, that that grace is solidifying our faith, that it is increasing our endurance and our perseverance in our spiritual lives, even when we, when we can't feel it. I, um, The grace in my marriage, the, that much-heralded grace of using NFP as a married couple has taken years for me to realize, for sure. It's, um, but it's something that I'm so happy to share because I'm in, you know, we all have these seasons in our marriages and I'm in a season where I can 
look back over all the seasons of my marriage so far, and I can see that I can see us cooperating through our faithfulness with the grace that God wants to give to this sacrament. I wanted to to point out a, again that marriage is a sacrament and that the Lord gives us special graces within the sacrament of marriage that we just have to cooperate with. And the way that we cooperate with that grace or one one way is by using NFP if we need to. Mm-hmm. You know, for a po- you know, positive medical reasons, I know for the Creighton model for example, you can use it just to help with um, unrelated really to your fertility issues as right. well. Diagnosing but, um, underlying medical mm-hmm. issues um, and getting treatment there. So that's another show. We need to do that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's amazing. But, um, but, but anyway, so just cooperating with that grace, even like taking your children to Mass every Sunday, doing it even though it's hard, even though it's frustrating, even though you can't realize, uh, remember the last homily that you heard half of, if you're me, <laughs> that <laughs> just going um, – that is called, actually, I, have, I had a priest friend who I kind of poured my heart out to recently, and I said, I just can't get anything out of Mass. It's just so hard with all these little kids. And he said, Aaron, there are two dispositions that you need to receive the grace that God wants to give you through a sacrament. Disposition of the mind, yes. disposition of the will. Out of those two, disposition of the will is more important because Sometimes you can't help if your mind is distracted by children who are blowing spitballs at the people in front of them or fussing or, you know, you're trying to find a toy that they threw under the pew or whatever. But the disposition of the will is just going anyway. It's if you have any little moments during Mass, returning your thoughts to the Lord, asking Him to multiply your efforts. Disposition of the will with regards to NFP is doing it anyway. It's praying through it. It's saying, Jesus, I trust in you. This is messy. This is hard. We're going to bed angry at each other sometimes yet again. But over time, let God, I really encourage you guys to let God work in years and trust that that's an okay thing to do. Because sometimes grace is not going to make everything perfect in the moment. Even if you have the perfect words, the perfect prayers, you know, sometimes you just have to say, Jesus, I trust in you and let it be that. And trust me, he brings so much goodness, so much grace through that. And you're going to look back at some point in a better season and say, God, you are good. God, you are good. But you're talking about perseverance when you can't see the fruit. And, you know, we spend a lot of our lives in that position, actually, in that posture of learning to trust learning to persevere, learning to be temperate, learning to be prudent, learning to have a right heart, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and judgment, and, and really trusting in that confusion that we know that this is the truth, and we know that we must do this because we love God, and he trusting, you know, that he will bring fruit from it, and it takes time, and you know what, we live in a world that <laughs> is very impatient, very, very impatient, and we want results now, and you owe them to me, by the way, you know, (laughs) by the way, Um, you know, and that's not truth, and that's not reality. That never leads to peace of mind and heart, Um, and the fruit that you're talking about, Erin, and the grace and the right disposition that you're speaking about today, that doesn't remove, uh, you know, from now forward that there might be a moment of frustration again. That doesn't mean everything's going to be all butterflies and honey from now forward, right? But you have seven years of experience of working through this to know that we can persevere through this moment because it's only a moment, right? 
and this the grace once you've experienced that and i know i've certainly experienced it in other situations in my life it's so worth it the sacrifice is so worth it i have a quote from father robert Barron that i read in a marriage program at a wedding um, a long time ago but i think it's so perfect for this episode and this topic Um, so i'm going to read it for you guys and we can kind of talk about it he says together as in a married couple Together, we are in love with God. God has, for his purposes, drawn us together so that we might find our salvation in each other's presence Mm. and that together we might fulfill a common mission. Ooh, that is so beautiful. What strikes you about that, Erin? What strikes me is that using NFP, really just being married, though, (laughs) it, it bends you, it breaks you sometimes, but it breaks you because it's it forces you to grow in virtue and growing in virtue is working out our working out our salvation right it's yes. becoming more like Christ it's working our way toward heaven yeah so beautiful i just love Aaron you're doing such beautiful work you know god is just calling you i i love I think of you um, uh, and myself, too, and and so many others that come to mind from the scripture that we read at the beginning today, speaking about, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, my servants, whom I have chosen. You know, this is really kind of tough stuff to talk about. It's very intimate, you know. Um, Thank thank God our spouses are humble enough We're all struggling with pride, okay? (laughs) Myself included. But humble enough to allow us to speak about some of the most intimate details of our lives and 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 so that so that so that we can be a witness. And um and I hope that, you know, these kinds of topics are are something that's speaking to your heart and that will give you courage to share. We we are not called to shame. That's a that is a lie from the garden and we all fall and we're all selfish in in certain ways but trying to walk that path of goodness and holiness and virtue and 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 cooperating with how we're created in our authentic femininity and our authentic manliness in that sacrament of the nuptial union is holiness itself and we're called to that and that is very much a grace i've been in um definitely some deep dark valleys as far as this part of my marriage however we're we're you know i'm in a good place now and i really want to encourage anybody out there who is having a hard season right now to first of all think of it as a season it is a season because every you know all things come to an end but also to know that you need the low places so that you can really experience the joy of being in a really good place being in a heavenly place on a mountaintop and that's how god structures our life he knows that we need the lows in order to want to reach the highs to appreciate what he wants to give us and it brings us more in union with him and that's what this is all about the ultimate union that nuptial union between husband and wife is merely a foretaste a sign of the union of heaven of the heavenly banquet of the heavenly marriage you know christ married us on the cross and he wants us in heaven with him forever. And so, you know, our, our cooperation with our masculinity, our femininity in that one flesh union is, is one way, one path to that holiness. And so Aaron, you've been so kind to share this with us today. I hope everyone that you will go out and check out her blog, humblehandmade.com, not only to look at 
this post why I don't hate NFP anymore, but there's so many others there that will speak to your heart. And hey, if you're in a low point, you know how to get in touch with both Aaron and I here um, at, at our blogs. You can go to my blog, stacygalino.com. You can get in touch with me at the station, escalino at catholiccommunityradio.org. We're all over Facebook and Twitter. You can find us. So if you need us, we're here for you. All right, now well, we'll see you next time here on Faith and Good Counsel. Thank you, Aaron, for being here with us. Again, I love you, you precious heart. I'm Stacy Galino. We'll see you next time on Faith and Good Counsel. Bye-bye, y'all. Fox Christine. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio.